Hey girls, welcome to Girl Talk. I'm Heather and this is Created Woman's Podcast where we are a community of women learning to dream, live life on purpose, and explore our faith. Every show, I get to chat with friends who will share their personal journey of discovering their purpose and running after their dreams one dream step at a time. Thanks for joining us. This is Girl Talk. Hey friends, welcome to episode number three of Girl Talk. If you are new to the show, and really all of you are since we are just in episode number three, I want to tell you a little bit more of what Created Woman actually is and why we do what we do. Well, Created Woman is a nonprofit and our mission as an organization is to equip and empower women to be who they are created to be inside and out. Basically, we love helping you turn your dreams into purpose and women into leaders through our monthly gatherings, online resources, annual conference, relationships, and now this podcast. And we get to all of this using fashion and faith as a vehicle to reach women all over the Austin area and beyond. And now with this podcast, we are so excited to meet new friends all over the world. You see, we believe that every woman was born on purpose and for a purpose. So to practically do that, we pick one of our six principles each month to focus on and everything we do from events, podcasts, and online resources all focus on this one principle so that you can dive deep and grow along the way one step at a time. Well, last month was all about dreams and stirring up those dreams that are deep inside of us and learning how to take dream steps every day. But the truth is, sometimes you have to go through the muck and the mud to get to the other side. That's why for the month of February, healing is our focus. I know, I know, it doesn't sound as exciting, but trust me, it's a vital part of living a life full of purpose. So just sit back and listen and take it all in. You never know what you might learn and there actually might be something that you can share with a friend. To kick things off, my friend Holly Christine Hayes, founder and CEO of Sanctuary Project, sat down with me to share a little bit of her story and the practical steps she took to get to the other side of healing. And although healing is a lifelong process because you know things happen along the way, it's just life. I believe we all can take the steps Holly took no matter if we've been through trauma like her or something that is so common among so many of us like anxiety, depression, or just hurts by loved ones. In true Girl Talk fashion, we laugh through it all because if you can't laugh at what's happening, then, well, actually, I don't know the answer to that. So let me just introduce you to my friend, Holly Christine Hayes. So, hey, Holly. Hey, Heather. I'm already giggling. I know. <laughs> so you're What they don't know is that we've already been talking and giggling, and now, like they're an just, now they're just coming into our conversation. Yeah. So, I don't even know how to say hello to you. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. It's so good to be here. <laughs> so, you're our third guest. Yay. I'm super excited. Is that like saving the best for last, or? We were kicking off with the best. Oh, okay. It's so, like... so, I'm like third best. No. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow. I'm so excited. Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> we are our first for the healing month. Okay. 
Okay. This is kicking off healing month. Okay. So just think this is the first time we've ever done this theme and I you are it. leading the way. Like top so, top healing. Top notch. <laughs> top notch right here. <laughs> Can you tell I'm like a competitive Enneagram three? I'm like, so am I Maybe. the best one? <laughs> you're the best. I don't know what my Enneagram is, by oh, the way. Oh, you're a three, I bet too. You think so? I think so. You'll have to take the test. What does it mean? So the three is the achiever. Okay. I can, yes. I think you're an achiever. I had So Heather and I are good friends in real life. Yes. And we actually like. Which is why I don't know how to say hello because we've already been chatting. (laughs) Hi. But yeah, I think you're a three. I've seen a lot of three-ish tendencies in your life. Is that right? Yeah. Like, I need need to take the test. I had someone else tell me I was a seven. I don't even know what that means either. So seven, seven is like the joie de vivre. That's my French. Oh. Uh, the joy of living, like that oh. you want to soak up every experience, that you want to be everywhere. The I reason I think that. you're a three is you're super focused and driven. Mm-hmm. Like you know who you are called to be on this earth mm-hmm. and you execute on that. And that's oh, very thanks. three. And that's something we always bond on, you yeah. and I, where it's like, okay, like why is everyone else so willy nilly? Like we're. Why are they doing it? <laughs> <laughs> how, how does everyone else not wake up every day obsessed with like obsessed. achieving their dream? <laughs> So that's a very three tendency to be like, we... But can't you be like two, a combo? You can sort of, but you always have a primary one. And I think, so here's here's how I would say that I know you're a three, because we've talked about this before. Like a nightmare for a three, the three's worst nightmare would be that they accomplish or that they don't change the world by the time they've mm. left the world that they've like not actually big deal for me. done anything to change the world or make it a better place. I'm always talking about legacy. Yes. And it is a big deal for me. I yeah. don't want, it's so interesting because I've been thinking about lately, like I never, I knew even when I was young that I, I, I didn't want an ordinary life. Yeah. But at the same time, I do have an ordinary life in the sense of I, I'm, I got to do carpool today. We're not going to eat dinner unless I cook. I gotta do the laundry. But I feel like but you're gonna be I extraordinary do, at yeah. carpool. Like you're not gonna oh, just yeah. like be ordinary carpool mom. Yeah. Like you're rolling it. up, like your hair is like fabulous. I'm your <laughs> girls are amazing. Yeah. You roll yeah. up into the carpool and everyone's like, I think Heather's winning at carpool. Yeah. I sit in my car <laughs> and I catch up on social media because my daughter is always the last one out because she has to talk mm. to everybody. Yes, she does. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So she might be a little bit like me. I know that I just took the disc and I'm a D. Okay, which I is don't dominating. Know that one. I don't yeah. know what that is. What am I? What do you think I would be? Probably the same. If we're the same, because the disc is the it's like dominance, the doer, yeah, you know, doing. and it, it tr- totally. Um, oh, it just ate my lunch when we did that test. Okay. And as I described it, I I even had I was like, I'm so sorry that I dominate everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's great when you're the leader of your organization, yeah. though, because someone needs to lead and dominate. Yes, um, I guess. you don't want to not be dominant if you're yeah. the CEO or the founder right. of an organization you do right it probably nice yes I also need to work on that so I'm probably yeah. the D thing yeah but you have this sweet voice which is what we were just talking about earlier you have a sweet voice so I think you if we had the same exact <laughs> sentence like can you please do this you would say can you please do this and I would say, can you please do this? <laughs> it's funny. I think you'd have to ask some of my employees because, like, it's funny. Like, yeah, in real life and when I'm just um, – when I'm talking with a friend or if, if I'm interviewing on a podcast or something, I am. I'm very chill. But when, when the stakes are high and it's, like, an order didn't go out and it was uh-huh. supposed to be there before Christmas or something, like, I can get kind of intense. You can? <laughs> yes. I want to see that, Holly. Okay. Okay, yeah. so speaking of we're talking – I know we're talking like friends, but – we were thinking everybody knows who you are. Yeah. And like we're they just don't talking about orders and yeah. I'm sure they know you. 
I don't know if they would know me, well, let's but let's them. introduce me. Yeah, introduce we'll talk, you. Tell we'll them who you are and what you do. So my name is Holly Christine Hayes, and I am founder and CEO of an organization called Sanctuary Project. Um, we employ women coming out of trafficking, violence, and addiction, and we have a jewelry line and a candle line. So the girls um, hand make all the products, and um, yeah. and we uh, we do some job training with them and some life skills training. But mostly, we spend time in community with each other, and we build a community where it's a safe place for survivors to come yeah. and um, grow in practical skills and unleash their creativity and embrace their femininity. It's amazing. They're allowed to cry at work. We make that very clear from day oh, one. That's awesome. <laughs> this is a place where you can cry at work. Mm. And um, and we have a really special community we've built, and um, it's a dream come true. I absolutely love working uh, with those ladies, and um, love what we what we get to do. And uh, it's incredible to see them really come to life, and yeah. and see lives transformed and and changed forever. Um, see relationships with God begin and and grow. And um, it's been uh, yeah, it's been an unbelievable experience. And this is been going on for like a year now right yeah it'll be a year in february february 8th that's what so just is about astounding a to me because and and it makes me laugh now i'm gonna laugh because you started talking about it and your voice did get quiet and serious i'm so serious <laughs> i'm, I'm so, so serious, serious about it but that's okay because i it's love it it's, i'm so passionate yeah. about it it's funny because i do i drop from like this giggly girl place into this like grounded i am going to change the world place yeah. right and you have to be serious about that and I'm, it is so serious to me yeah. and it's joyful too i mean we're it's a wild bunch and we're like giggling and twerking yeah. and i'm terrible You're at twerking? twerking i'm the worst twerker of the bunch can you promise a video after this i it's it would it would <laughs> probably horrify everyone okay i like i feel like i should send you a video of our girls twerking because there's like some excellent twerkers in our midst. <laughs> there's like really you have to break up the world um, class twerkers of what you're doing. Absolutely, <laughs> you know it's like it's a twerk moment. It's right like a here. twerking break. <laughs> yes, no, you'd be astounded how often it actually happens that like a twerking moment it's needed is all of a sudden needed yeah. to just like bring the energy up in the room. <laughs> that is so funny. But yeah, I do get um, I do get really serious when I talk about it because I think. You know, when when you have, um, well, first of all, a dream, but then something that you've invested your whole life in, and I've invested yeah. my whole life in this, um, it, it becomes just like this this weighty thing sometimes, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's like this, it's a load that I carry, and I'm honored to carry it. Yeah. I feel like I'm uh, like a Sherpa carrying these <laughs> these girls up the mountain, and um, and uh, and I do take it really seriously. Yeah. And, um, and you know, and some some of it is light and feminine and girly, and we have a beautiful jewelry line, and we love creating together. Um, but you know, it's also like for me, the success of the business means more girls get saved, mm. and and so even even when it comes to the the jewelry side of the business or the the product side of the business, although we're making beautiful things, it's it, that's serious for us too yeah. because um, the more successful we are, the more help we can actually give yeah. to these ladies. So, um, so yeah, this is where I kind of drop into my like serious business serious. side, like yeah. achiever, dominant, like yes. we've got to make this happen. Um, and, uh, and it's got to happen quickly. You know, it, mm -hmm. you were, you were talking about how it's only been a year and we've grown very quickly, but, you um, have. well, you and I had this awesome conversation because I, I was going to go back to that, the one, the restaurant. Oh, uh, well, no, I was thinking of the one that we had recently about the favor oh. on the business. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was talking about how like, gosh, there's just been so much favor on the business and it's just grown so quickly. And you said something so like life-changing for me you were like of course there's favor there's a need mm, and it was like oh it just like hit my soul I was like yeah. 
oh wow like a part of me had kind of been taking the favor personally and like well there's favor because I oh, am yeah. blessed by the Lord and I've worked so hard and I've come through so mm. much and I've I'm a survivor so the Lord really wants to bless this being a survivor run yeah. business and then it was like oh no there's favor <laughs> because there's a lot of girls that actually they need just to be saved. Need, yeah they need help yeah. they and need employment I, and I think over here I know I started hearing about trafficking probably 10 years ago yeah and you had this idea of it was over there, yep. wherever over there was. Yep. And and then to see it so normal, because it's on the news in Austin. Right. And then in Houston and mm-hmm. I'm everywhere. I'm sure you even know wherever, wherever else. Yeah. And so everywhere. There's everywhere. nowhere it's not now. It's crazy. And there's nowhere it wasn't then, too. I mean, that's the thing that's really interesting. So I came out of that life 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize I was being trafficked. I never would have given it that name or label. Yeah. Um, I was living in Massachusetts at the time. I was um, I was in a conservatory. for. I was in college. Um, and, uh, and a man came along who I thought was my boyfriend and mm. I sort of knew he had other girls and I knew, um, you know, I knew, dating other girls. Yeah. Like, or he had, you know, there were like other girls around, but then like, I felt like he was cheating on me with them, but then they thought oh, that wow. he was cheating on them with me. And so wow. there were, it was very manipulative situation. And then there was a lot of violence pretty quickly. Mm. And, um, and he recognized that I, um, had severed relationship with my family, that I was addic- addicted to drugs and alcohol and that I had low self-esteem and, yeah. um, and he exploited those things pretty quickly into the relationship and started offering to sell me to other men and I never would have known that was trafficking I I thought that was my boyfriend I thought he was helping me out because he saw that I didn't have a lot of money and that I needed help Um, I thought I actually thought he saw value in me because for the first time it was like I had thought my sexuality had no value and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden someone came along who had um, who said my sexuality had value and it was this much money and I can sell you for this much money for these men and I'll take the money and then I'll take care of you and you know and I'll I'll make sure you're uh we keep you high and keep yeah. the roof over your head and um and so for me I never would have recognized that as trafficking because like you I thought that was an over there problem right I thought it meant you had to have been kidnapped from a village somewhere mm-hmm. and chained to a brothel and I never would have recognized that um that my situation was um that I was still in chains the change just looked different. Yeah. And um and it was just a more manipulative version of, of the same the same issue. Yeah. Uh so yeah, it took me years to realize I was actually trafficked and that I was a survivor of trafficking and, and my story is very similar to a lot of women in America. Sure. Like this is what it looks like here. The chains are addiction and the chains are violence yeah. and the chains are bringing other girls around and keeping the girls kind of in competition with each other. So they're like, well, I want to keep him happy. So I'll do what he wants. And wow, it's so this is kind of the typical way um, you see this play out here in the yeah. States. And so it's important that we recognize that trafficking, first of all, trafficking is not an over there problem. It's a here yeah. problem and it's a now problem, but also that we recognize that, um, that it's going to look different here yeah. and that, um, and that survivors may not initially identify as a, tra- as a trafficking survivor. They may identify as an addiction survivor or mm-hmm. as a mm-hmm. violence survivor. And then once you dig further, you realize that there's, there's been trafficking going on as wow. well. Well, it's, you know, we've been doing these podcasts this is like we said your third yeah our third um and we are launching what's called the healing month yeah and so we did the fun dream because everybody has a dream but i but one of the reasons i love hearing your story and where you are today and 
um, and why I think it's so important for people to hear your story and um, just to have you on is because everyone has something. Mm-hmm. We all have something. Mm-hmm. And and I loved your book where it compared the basement and the sanctuary, meaning where people for addiction met yeah. and where people who are church, quote-unquote, church yeah. meet. The good people. The good people. <laughs> and how we oftentimes hide mm-hmm. our sins because we can. Yeah. And so we wanted to really di- dive in with you about this healing process because I think, in general... We like to not go through it. Yeah. We can put it on a shelf. We can have an ordinary life. No mm-hmm. one's going to know anything. Mm-hmm. And and we can hear stories like yours and say, well, of course, in order to not stay there, there was, where you know. She had to go through some she, healing she process. She had to go yeah. a healing process. But yeah. We for someone like that. For, for those yes, people. <laughs> yes. He's over there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But the healing process is so important to get to our dreams. Like we have these dreams, we yeah. have a purpose in our life, but Jesus really wants to for you to be able to be whole and healed. He Absolutely. cares about us first. Yeah. And so I I just want to dive into that. I mean, we've kind of already dove in. Yeah. I I want to go back first and talk about how we met. Yeah. Because I think we met casually. Actually met the second day you were in Austin. I know. I couldn't even believe, I I remember that recently like um I think you guys were like the first couple we met actually like Mm -hmm. that we I'm trying to think if we met anyone because we'd gone to church that day we met you you sat behind us and we met yeah like two minutes to hang hello and then that day and then we met at the pumpkin patch we ran into each other later at the pumpkin patch which is an hour drive away like we were always destined to be together for sure (laughs) for sure the pumpkin patch made it it was what sealed the deal and you guys are all h's and i'm holly hayes and like and you guys were like you had like your white and your heather and yeah we're 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 that family yes like you're totally all h's which is a dream of mine. Well, Speaking I see of dreams, H's. Well, we're here yeah. recording at your house. I see H's everywhere. I'm about to steal them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, like speaking of dreams, like I dream of having like a gaggle of children that are all like with H <laughs> names. So I, I'll I try not to steal of any of your names. No, I have a list of H names. I'll so do we. I mean, uh, we're like ready to go with H ready names. To go. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have, if you like Hadley and Hope, you can have it. Okay. It's Thank you. Fine. Thank They're you. Cute. They're adorable. Yeah. I mean, are you saying I can have your children? Because I you don't actually want my children. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did try to steal Hope one time. She was like, she was yeah. playing on a, a swing set, like a playscape, and oh, you told me, and this. you guys were not around. Oh, and we like, just leave our kids. And my uterus just kind of like all of a sudden was like, steal her. And I was like, Shh, uterus, like yes, settle down. You'll have get, your own. But like, it was weird. It was yeah. this primal urge to steal one of your children. She can get you with those blue eyes. Yeah. She's yeah. the sweet one. I think if I had to steal one of your children, it would be probably her. be Hope, just because it might be easier. She, it's oh, for sure easier. She would just be like, okay, yeah. I'll go with you, okay. Where like Hadley would probably put up a little bit of a fight. She would question you. Yeah. 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 And then tell you what to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to steal me, can we at least go by this place first? Yeah, that's how she would be. And he'd be like, that's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's how we got to know each other. Yeah. And then you asked me on a date. Yes. Which I had never been asked on a date before. I knew I wanted to yeah. go out on a date with yeah. you. Yeah. We had a great date lunch. Yeah. And that's where we started talking about our dreams. And you were yeah. and you were telling me about this thing yeah. that you're launching, Sanctuary Project, that now is just amazing. Well, yeah, it's In grown so a lot. so many different ways. It's grown a lot in a very short amount of time. Because, yeah, that I feel like I had just launched when you we did. had that, that lunch and that first date. And... Yeah, it's been an incredible year, and um, yeah, I think... But to get there, you had to go through some stuff. Oh, for sure. I mean, 
you know, I think when when the timing is right and the season is right, that there can be favor on on launching mm-hmm. a dream. But you know, some sometimes I have to remind people like it was it, I was 17 years out of that life before wow. I launched this dream, right? That and so is incredible. that's a lot of years of yes. prep and healing and um, you know, and it was 14 years into meet that. that part. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it yeah. was 14 years into that that healing journey that I that I wrote a book and um, and I think like, or that I began writing a book and, mm-hmm. and, uh, the book launched just before Sanctuary Project. But, but I think sometimes we want to rush to the ending. Yeah. We want to rush to the healing. We want to rush to the redemption story. Mm. And, um, we want to, we want to be like, okay, I got through that. I'm saved now. Like, let me write a post about it on social media. Yay. Check done. <gasps> right. And like, we want to, like, I yes. learned this lesson and I'm all better now. Yeah. And I see this even with our, our ladies at Sanctuary Project, they'll come in and all of a sudden and they're three months sober and out of that life and they're like I want to write a book now yeah <laughs> and it's and it's great like you know it's a great ambition I think to have it's it's wonderful to see those dreams being birthed in people yeah and to see like wow I've come through so much um now I want to give back but but part of the issue that I think we face as humans is like when we've come through so much and yeah our impulse then is like oh wow you realize for the first time I have destiny so, um, you know, just backing up a little bit to my story yeah. in case people don't know it, I, um, I, uh, I started drinking and using drugs at 14 and, um, spiraled really quickly downhill and started getting arrested, yeah. um, and, uh, and got a couple of, uh, DUIs and had car accidents and had rapes and there was abuse and, um, there were, uh, there were five abortions over those mm. years and, um, and I ended up really hitting bottom at the age of 21. Um, wow. After I stopped showing up for the jobs, my trafficker was lining up for me because I kept getting drunk and high. And um, and then he kicked me out and I ended up homeless. And so in February of 2001, I was on the floor of a public bathroom and, um, and my first prayer fell out of my mm. mouth. And I was watching my tears hit the floor and I just said out loud, God, help me. Mm. And I'd never believed in God. I didn't have any relationship with God. I didn't grow up in a, a, um, a, a, a faith-based home yeah. at all. I had no concept of who this God that I'd cried out to was, but, um, but it was the only thing I knew to say in that yeah. moment. And that very night, I ended up meeting someone who got me into a recovery program. I love that. And yeah, incredible miracle. And um, I've been sober. Do you sober. know where that person is today? Uh, do I know where he is? Uh-huh. Yeah, he's in New York City. That's and awesome. He's in a band and um, doing well. And Great. Uh, we're loosely in touch sort of um, through social, social media. media. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're all best friends on social media. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I... Um, so very quickly, I was uh, rescued from that addiction. I've been sober since that day, and that'll uh, be 18 years next month. Wow. And, um, Congratulations. And thank you. Thank you. And very quickly, I was rescued out of that relationship, and, and mm-hmm. the, the trafficking stopped, and I started to to, to see that I had value as, as a human being, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I very quickly started to feel this sense of destiny mm-hmm. and this, this sense that, um, gosh, God wouldn't have rescued me out of all of that unless he had some plan right. for my life, right? Right. And, um, and so I think I see this happen a lot where people come out of something traumatic and then they feel this sense of destiny because when we survive something, even if it's, and it could be something as, um, I don't want to say simple, but you know, as, as, um, as, 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 uh, common as anxiety or depression. Yeah. Um, it could be something as common as, um, coming out of like a really crazy season of rearing children. And then you come yes. out and you're like, ah, I survived that. I have I'm destiny. I'm a person. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a real person. And I've yes. seen that happen a lot with yeah. my mommy friends where it's yeah. like all of a sudden their children are in school and they're like, oh my I'm gosh, back. I have destiny. Yes. 
And in some ways, yeah. that's surviving a trauma and realizing <laughs> it really is, and realizing you have destiny on the other side. But, um, but then there is this this way in which at that point, if we're to launch into the execution of that destiny or that dream, mm-hmm. we're not whole yet, and the yeah. the whole story hasn't been written yet. Yeah, and um, and I think in a lot of ways, God protected me from from launching into um, into the those dreams or that destiny that I felt on my life 18 years ago. Um, and, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, there was yeah. so much I needed to walk through in terms of healing. There was so much I needed to dig into and, um, and to truly discover that identity yeah. and that, and even that calling, because I think, um, early on in a, in a healing process, um, the, the motives are so mixed and, um, mm. And you just really don't you just really don't know yet what what the story is God yeah. wants to tell with your life. And I would have thought that this, the whole story God wanted to tell with my life was like I was lost and now I'm found. Oh yeah, right. Like I was open broken, and shut case. open shut case. I was I was broken and then I got saved. But there were yeah. so many intricacies that He wanted to mm-hmm. weave in and. You know, I went through a season of kind of rebuilding everything from the outside. And yeah. um, and I talk about this in my book of like, okay, I'm all better now. And like yeah. trying to make it look good on the outside. Yes, you're but, shiny and new. Yeah. And, you know, and getting the right job and the right clothes and the right makeup mm-hmm. and the, the right career that looked good. And, you know, and, um, and, and putting this varnish on the exterior yeah. that, um, that ultimately completely collapsed on me yeah. because I didn't do the internal work. Well, and that was all before social media too, if I yeah. think. Yeah. And so, because I think that's one of the ways that we all can hide. Absolutely. And so many of us just put the filter on. Mm-hmm. We do the family picture, but you didn't do the yelling behind or on the way right. to the picture. Right. You know, and we can just hide behind this and say, it's okay. Yeah. The world has accepted us as this. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and I think that's, it's a really easy temptation because, and this is what I think we see a lot of in the church too, is that Mm -hmm. like, okay, we're supposed to act good and put on your Sunday best, put on a smile, choose joy, show up and, you know, and make it look like everything's okay. And, and regardless of the sin in our heart or in our lives or, um, or the problems in our soul or in our marriage mm-hmm. or in our families, we put on this shiny varnish yeah. and we show up in the world and we think that because it looks okay that it is okay. Mm-hmm. But the reality is without doing that deep internal work, it's never really going to be okay. Yeah. And and we may fool other people, but we can't fool our own soul. No. We can't fool God. And and I think in, in many ways he won't entrust us with, right. with a... a a dream fulfilling ministry Absolutely. or career or I until agree. he knows that, he, that we can handle the weight of that yes that we're that because that, if he's to put the weight of that glory on a fractured life or soul it breaks yes. it right right that but if he so puts good. the weight of glory on a whole life on a healed life and on a, a healed and not soul, that we're going to be perfect never but never but there, there but, is a brokenness that but we've got to heal those yeah. big cracks yeah and and then the cool thing is once you once you get the tools in place to heal those big big broken parts yeah then when little things break you already you have the manual yeah yes right really so good. it's like okay i know how i healed those giant cracks yes. in my and soul if I can do that yeah so when like a little chip comes I know I can use those same tools to mend that chip. Yeah. So then it's like then God can can put can entrust a, a weighty yeah. 
um, life or ministry yeah. because he knows, okay, the tools are in place. And so, yeah, things are going to break and crack all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and they certainly um, still do for me. And and, yeah. um, and there's areas of our, our lives that are always going to be more vulnerable, yeah. especially those areas that have already cracked. Yeah. Those areas are, yeah, God can heal them and repair them, but they're always going to be a little more vulnerable. Yeah. And so we just have to know that and yeah. and be equipped in every way to um, to continue to do yeah. that that same healing work right. that got us healed in the first place. Well, I think what stood out to me, what I loved, I loved how your book actually basically walked everybody through the twelve steps yeah. of AA. And no, you how, just gave it away. Now, now they all know. Now they'll know. Maybe they need to buy it to <laughs> yeah, read it. Yeah, they should probably read it anyway. They sh- you should because it's it's it was really fascinating because I did identify with that conversation you had with your husband of, um, I grew up in the church. Yeah. I've known Jesus all of my life. I might not have acted like it while I was in college. So I called it my hiatus. <laughs> your rumspringer. I did. I did. I, that's what I call it. I have a little title for it I because it. I never stopped loving Jesus or right. stopped believing in him. It was just like, Oh, I'm just going to do this. Cause you don't realize the weight. Right. But when I'm, what I mean by all of that is, um, you take things for granted. Yeah. I for sure have come to see that over the past few years. Um, that there's things that I take for granted that people don't know or things that have happened in me. And you do um, th- take for granted for it'll be okay. Yeah. It'll be okay. And, and even sometimes take for granted the grace of the cross, right? Oh, yeah. And just like, oh, well, my sin's taken care of because it's on the cross. Right. Or um, my sin's taken care of because I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. And mm-hmm. yes, those things theologically are absolutely true. Yes. But but I don't think that necessarily... Well, first of all, that doesn't always deal with the consequence of our absolutely. sin. Absolutely. And secondly, I don't know that that actually always... Um, unless we're able to fully apply it um, yeah. viscerally, I don't know that that always actually um, does the healing work it mm-hmm. needs to do in us. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's been so interesting, even this past two years, I feel like the Lord's been doing a healing process on me mm. of bringing back things from 20 years ago because I need to, that I didn't even know. Yeah. But so that I can raise my girls. Wow. In yeah. a certain way and not take those lies yeah. into them. And so yeah. sometimes that healing process is not just for you, it's for your children, it's for your husband. Absolutely. It's for so many things that. And your and, ministry and, and the people ministry, that are going to yeah. come along and, and that you're going to help. Yeah. So when we are saying we have to go through it, because I think that's the biggest thing, you can't skip it. Right. There was certain things that you did. Mm-hmm. And I think as we help women equip them practically, I, I feel just so passionate that we give them some really good tools. Yeah. We have to go to the healing. It's not on social media. Yeah. Don't bless. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm having a rough day. Right. Um, <laughs> sorry if you do that. And I just. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a place a lot, for it and not a place, place for it. Right. Hey ladies, I wanted to take a minute to tell you something that's happening in just a couple of weeks that you have got to know about. As you know, we are all about helping women to be equipped to walk out their dreams, whether that's a business, nonprofit, starting a family, or whatever season you are in, we want to help. But so many of us have no idea where to begin or just feel stuck where we are wondering, what do I do now? Or you know, maybe maybe you're that girl who is passionate about where you are and where you're going and just want to meet like-minded women just like you who know they've been born on purpose and for a purpose. Well, if any of these sound familiar, then our annual interactive conference is just for you. 
For six years, Creative Woman has been hosting an annual conference called Style Speaks. This year, the theme is Your Story Begins Here. It's all happening Saturday, February 23rd in Austin, Texas from 3 to 7 p.m. Entrepreneurs, dreamers, philanthropists, and fashionistas will come together for a day packed with power lounge sessions and one-on-one speed coaching featuring speakers and mentors from every generation. At Style Speaks, you will leave with a plan and next steps for your dream, business, and faith walk. And guess what? Holly will be one of our speakers in our lounge sessions and you'll get to come and meet her in person. Plus, she'll have her beautiful jewelry from Sanctuary Project there to sell. So whether you need one-on-one coaching, need to be reminded of what you do and why, or just would love a day of fashion and shopping with your girlfriends, you don't want to miss Style Speaks. And did I tell you, we're gonna have a fashion show too? It's gonna be awesome. And I believe it will be a day that will be a game changer for you and so many others. So get your tickets on our website at createdwoman.net or Facebook and join us February 23rd for Style Speak 6, Your Story Begins Here. Okay, back to Holly. So, I love there were some practical things that you did mm-hmm. that um, that I just want you to share. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the first things I did, and um, and I highly recommend for anyone kind of going through anything, is get around a group of people who are recovering from the same thing you are. Mm. So whatever that, and we all, like you said, we all have our thing. We, yeah. Whatever your unique sin or struggle or heartbreak or hurt is, get around a group of people to heal with that are also healing from the same thing. Mm. Um, There's something about being in community with others, um, both people who've gone before you and have longer healing and people who are coming up behind you and have less healing in that area. Something about being in community with that that group that just promotes and fosters healing. one, one thing I love and I'm very open about is that I spent a lot of, I still spend time in, uh, in recovery community for alcohol and drug addiction. And I, um, have been a mentor and, and sponsor to many people over the years in that. And I have my own mentor and sponsor in that yeah. community. And I, um, and, and what I love about it is I get to a hear hear my story again and again in yeah. other people. So it, it takes what I, what the enemy could use to shame me mm. and it makes it really normal in this community yeah. and it, and it takes the power out of it. It's no longer like this horrific thing I've been through. Yeah. It's all of a sudden this thing that we've all been through and overcome. Yeah, that's so good. And then you get this group identity of people saying we are in recovery. We are healed. We are, yeah. we are a group of people who stay sober. And so there's mm. this, this group mentality of healing where there's accountability around yeah. it. And it's part, part of being a part of this community community is the identity of being healed yeah and we show up in this place wow. and we all talk about how long it's we're powerful. healed and we yeah. collect coins for how long we're healed and we yeah. and we celebrate other people and the length of healing they have in it and um and we and we lift people up in their setbacks and we cheer them on in their successes yeah. and um and it's this whole community of people in recovery and this does not just exist for alcohol and drugs no this I, exists hear, for everything everything you hear, everything you hear so often now that you say it how I didn't know, but when I said something, so many women told me 
them too. It could be yeah. infertility. Infertility. There's it great be, groups for that. Yes. Um, or marriage infidelity. There's great groups yes. for that. Recovering from uh, from childhood abuse. There's great groups for that. Yeah. Um, there's groups for being moms. I mean, there are right. you know like like we talked about the trauma of raising toddlers. Yes. Like there you are groups for that. Identity. So just yeah. yeah. And there are support groups for that. Yeah. And, and I think it's important that whatever, you know, eating disorders or, right. um, you know, whatever that, that sin or struggle is, there is, I guarantee you, there is a group that meets that talks Absolutely. about it. And if there isn't one, start one. Yeah. <laughs> because that could there be is the a reason you're looking for one. It's, Absolutely. It's because, right. And maybe it's even an online community, but, mm-hmm. but getting around others who are in it with you and who can lift you up and walk through it with you, it's just vital. Yeah. And, and having a mentor or someone who's, who's gone yeah. before you in that area who can speak wisdom into you and and guide you and speak life into you and encourage you and remind yeah. you that it's that it gets better and that you're not always yeah. going to be where you are and share some tools of things that that they went through cuz the tools to recover from whatever you're recovering from are, are going to be a little different right yeah. the tools to recover from alcohol and drug addiction are going to be different than the tools to recover from an eating disorder or from a childhood trauma um yeah it's just or or being a mom you know they're yeah. they're just going to be slightly well you even different. hit on things that i think is so important i think these are the things that we hide when we're churched yeah. or when we're in normal what we call quote unquote normal community community is anger yes the pride mm-hmm. um, fear mm-hmm. um feeling unqualified mm-hmm. these are all things that yeah. we hide behind the smile the doing yeah the serving I would add shame to that shame. list too yes yeah yeah I couldn't believe it when I got into the church so I spent so many years you know after that that moment on the bathroom floor I uh, God saved my life but I didn't know who God was yet mm-hmm. and and I ended up in the recovery community for many years before I learned that God was Jesus yeah I and um, yeah I just had no idea but I was I was praying and I was following God, you know, and like, and I actually, when I look at the principles I was living by, I was living the Christian life. I just didn't know it was Jesus yet. And so many of the 12 steps, I mean, the 12 steps are, uh, are all such beautiful Christian disciplines. Um, they were, they, they were birthed out of the Christian church. Um, they were always made to be Christian disciplines. And um, they've been appropriated by the twelve-step community um, to to open up to other people mm-hmm. of other faiths to experience that same healing. Yeah. But that doesn't make it not Jesus, right? <laughs> it's still right. Jesus. And so um, I just had no idea it was Jesus. But when I when I did learn it was Jesus, and um, and I actually spent a year and a half just reading the Bible. I wanted to know what I was signing yeah. on for before I ever went to a church. So I, I read through the whole Bible in, in about a year and. Um, and then went and was baptized and then went into a church for the first time. I and I, well, I thought that was like how you were supposed, to do, how you're supposed to do it. I had Which, no idea. And really when I was reading through that, I'm like, that might be how we should do it. It's like, not that it's not to make it legalistic, but to say it's a welcoming ceremony almost. That's how yeah. I looked at it. Like, well, and when I read scripture, that's how it looked. It yeah. looked like baptism was the first step in entering into a public life of faith but for me I really needed to actually research this faith before I was willing to sign on for it researching your faith like I I think I don't think I've ever researched my faith because I've I've studied and I'm very much a studier my one of my strengths is input and learner Mm -hmm. I'm going to read everything I can get my hands on and so I've read the bible and I've read you know, but I've never considered it research. And I think yeah. that's really cool. Well, yeah. And for me, I had to because I was coming from such a secular mindset. Yeah. I grew up in California and San Francisco. Like 
the most secular community you could possibly imagine yeah. in Silicon Valley where everything is just like intellect and um, reason and mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. and in my home there was a worship both my parents are are, are uh, professors or you know in yeah. education and there was this worship of intellect in my home and I also have input as a strength yeah, and so you, yeah. yeah and so I I knew I wasn't going to enter into a faith community lightly and I'd yeah. also seen I hate to say this because I love Christians and I love I love the church but I'd also seen a lot of ignorant Christianity yeah. out there and the the unfortunate thing about the church sometimes that to the outside of the church it gets a lot of bad press yeah it does and I you know and I was like gosh if I'm going to enter into this really countercultural to what I grew up in community that gets a lot of bad press and where there's a lot of ignorance in my in my you know in my view at that time um I want to go in educated and knowing mm. why I'm choosing this faith and knowing who wow. I'm following and what the tenets of this truly are um I am not going to be another uneducated just sort of um, yeah. blind believer of something right yeah and um, and because I, I I've just seen that do some harm yeah in the world and including in my own life you know I've experienced um, some harm from uh, from Christians that um, that didn't that didn't necessarily know how to love well yeah and so I think it was really important to me if I'm going to enter into this faith to really do the research and understand understand the doctrine understand yeah. scripture understand co contextually what we were dealing with and what was so cool about that research phase was that every Everything I studied just led the, to the fact that this was the truth. Yeah. And the deeper I dug, the more evidence I saw that this was the truth. Mm -hmm. And there was nothing in all scientific research to refute it. And yeah. it was so exciting to me to research this and to, to dig into um, faith and to dig into scripture and, and find out like, wow, like, all yeah. of it's real. All of it's true. There's nothing to hide. There's nothing to be afraid yeah. of in researching it and questioning it because it's the truth. Right. And the deeper we dig, the more we can be assured of it being the truth. So now I can stand on my faith and say, I 100% believe that every word of scripture is yeah. true. I 100% yeah. believe that every bit of it happened. The flood, the yeah. Yeah, everything. the parting of the Red Sea, you know, yeah. like every, every moment, every moment of scripture, manna from heaven, every moment of it, I believe. And I I, um, and I can stand on that faith so firmly because of that solid rock of that research and that, yeah. and that uh, digging in. But did you know as you were researching that you were being healed at the same time? I had no idea. And that's where, that was the coolest thing. Yeah. I had no idea that the word of God was also alive. Mm -hmm. I had no idea that it was actually doing this deep work in me of rooting out um, yeah. any evil, of delivering me, yeah. of um, of. Uh, Romans 12 talks about um, be renewed uh, in your mind, right? Yeah. The renewing of your mind. Do not conform yourself to the ways of this world, but be renewed. And I was having my mind renewed. So we talked about that earlier, how we can hide behind all this stuff mm -hmm. in the, you know, normal women. And you don't have to be church. We're just normal right. women that hide behind this, yeah. that want to dream, but we need to be healed. And then we wonder why God's not doing anything. Right. And we're not spending that we're not spending time, time with God. We're not even knowing him. Like right. I could not say I know know you if we haven't spent time together. Absolutely, yeah. And I think, um, I think it's important that we recognize the difference between being mm. like a like a fan of God and a follower. Yeah, of God, right. So like, that's if really good. You can be someone who like taps like on scripture on Instagram. Oh. <laughs> but like, yeah. But that just means you're a fan, you know, mm. and like. 
And, and what I've experienced in scripture, and this has gotten only richer as the years have gone on, what I've experienced in scripture is an, a true and meaningful relationship with my yeah. creator, with my God, with my Jesus, where, um, where we can meet and we can talk and I listen and he listens yeah. and there's an exchange and, and you get to know his voice so well when you, when the longer you spend time in scripture, the more familiar his voice becomes so that you can hear his voice and with his spirit guiding you regularly in your day and and so when he gives an assignment it's like it's easy to know when he's speaking right if you if you've spent that time with him you know I recognize your voice like if I heard your voice across the room I'd be like Heather's here you know loud (laughs) but I've also spent enough time with you to know your voice right yeah and um and I think it's important that we spend enough time with God to know his Mm -hmm. voice and and I, yeah, I thought I was just researching, but what ended up happening was that I accidentally realized my heart was completely transforming wow. in that process. And I was being healed from years of shame yeah. and trauma and being instilled with a new identity in a way I never would have been able to manufacture. Yeah. No amount of therapy or um, right. self-help books or, <laughs> yeah. um, or, 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 you know, Instagram memes uh, yeah. of scripture could have ever healed me just by, the way, just by reading the bible yeah. and not you know and not piecemeal it. not piecemeal but actually sitting down and reading the story yeah from start to finish i started so I in that's what happens a lot i heard because of what we do i hear a lot of women say it's too big hmm. it's daunting or i don't have time to study right or and thinking that if you're taking on this big thing and right. maybe even research might to them sound that is too much. I don't have right. time to research. I've got four kids at home sure. or whatever, but it's just to, as, as a mom of two, I had to learn to adjust my schedule. Right. And we make time for the things that matter to us. Right. Like I make time to watch like two episodes of House Hunters International Hello? every night before bed. You know? We yeah, make I won't time. say what TV shows I make. <laughs> but we make time for the things yeah. that matter to us, yeah. you know? And and it's it's funny because sometimes I'll hear those same women talk about like a Christine Kane book they're reading or something, and oh. it's like okay, so you have time to to read yeah. other Christian yeah. literature, but, but you're not making the time to read like the life giving thing. Yeah, I and not that those other books are not life giving; they're no, wonderful. Absolutely, but they're supplemental. Yes, and I think um, I think you know, and and the the thing about scripture, and and I really read it like a story. I um, the first Bible I read was uh, God's Word translation, and mm-hmm. it was a real simple translation, and it just read like a story. Yeah, and um, and so I would just sit down, and anytime I had time to read, I actually made a decision not to read any other books for a while yeah. and just read mm-hmm. the Bible. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, and when you take it like chapter by chapter yeah it's really like like just like reading any other book it really is <laughs> and that's where I forget like to remind people yeah. it's just a book yeah it's not I think we get so intimidated because it's the holy scriptures but yeah it I just call it a love letter it is it's a love it's letter it's a love letter to us so yeah. if you went to the mailbox and had a letter in there when we used to get them yeah you know, <laughs> written just for you yep. from your boyfriend, your husband that was miles away on a business trip. Yep. Would you not open it? Right. You would open it. You and would so, open it and you'd want to discover what, what yeah. lovely words he had to speak into your heart that day. And yeah, yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. And to anyone who's, um, you know, who's listening and, and maybe struggling with that, like find a simple translation 
and um, and just start at Matthew. Like I started in Matthew yeah. and read the, read through the New Testament first, and that only took me like a month. Yeah, the New Testament's quite short, and then yeah, and then going back to the Old Testament, I think I read the prophetic books first. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I think because I just learned about the Messiah in the New Testament, then I wanted right to now. learn some of the prophecies yeah. about the, and that was how I considered researching that. Was like Sounds now I want to go back to the prophetic books and yeah. read about the prophecies. Do you think prophecies. you'll ever teach a class on this? I mean, I would love to be a Bible teacher. I just don't have time. No, I know. But it's a really good way to say, to <laughs> To re- study, to yeah. research it. Yeah, I mean, I've thought about writing a book about sort of my journey of reading through Scripture and, and what that what that looked like. Mm-hmm. Because I do think, I yeah, I do. Th- it was, I was shocked to get into the church and learn that so many people had not read the basic text. Yeah. They, like, maybe they pick is. it up here or there, or they go to like a Bible study, but they'd never just sat down and read the whole thing. Yeah. And I couldn't believe how many yeah. people hadn't read the whole thing. And, yeah. um, and, and I understand it now being in church because you're sort of given this, like, here's this piecemeal thing to digest. Right. And, and I think you can yes. feel like mm-hmm. you're getting all the information, mm-hmm. but unless you actually sit down and read front to back, this text that yeah. you're, that you're I subscribing to. saying to me years ago and I loved it cause it was my early twenties. And I was like, that's true. And I kind of took it to heart and, you know, because I started, I grew up seeing my mother have a quiet time. Mm -hmm. And so to me, that was just what you did. And so I did that early on. But what I loved what this girl said, she was like, why am I going to believe the guy on the stage? I'm going to, I'm going to see if he's backing it up with scripture Absolutely. if it's actually in the bible and I was like that's really good it's really good and so many of us take us well yeah I've been with Jesus this week I went to church I went to church yeah 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 and yeah. and miss and wonder why we're still not being healed we're doing all the right things we're doing the checklist yeah you know but we're still struggling or no one knows but the thing about scripture is it's alive and there's revelation that he wants to give you specifically that's yeah. different than he gives that guy that's right right and so like it's wonderful that god gives revelation to our our pastors and our preachers yeah um and and he and and that's unique revelation that he gives yeah. them and then they bring it and teach it to us right right, right. but what i've found is like i'll read the same scripture Something and different. Yeah, and what pops out to me and what he's revealing to me is so different and it's so personal. Right. It's so unique. Like, it so ministers to my heart mm-hmm. and my soul and the journey I've been on in life. And and that pastor, unless he's had the same life as me and the same journey as me, yeah. that scripture is not going to minister to him the same way. Yeah. yeah. And so it's the, those things are wonderful and I love getting input from other people yeah. and hearing, oh, wow, well, that's so just, cool. I never would have thought of it that exactly. way. Exactly. It's just, it just proves that the word is living and active. Yes. Because it's, you know, yeah. all, you hear one scripture five different ways, and you're like, and they're all true. Yes, and and I think that's part of our our destiny and our um and our purpose that we that mm-hmm. and our identity that we actually need to step into is learning how does God want to speak to us and through us individually, right? And what revelation does He want to give about Scripture to me that I get to share with the world? That's my own unique expression of who He is. Well, I think that's even key of why to go through the whole process, to do yeah. the work. Yeah. Because you even, you talk about, and and I've heard this said in different ways, but I love how you said you didn't know that your experience in the basement was to help those in the sanctuary. Right. And if for nothing else, without Sanctuary Project, without the, because some people might be here and, and think, well, what I'm going through, I'm never going to launch something like Sanctuary Project. Sure. But the reason to go through it is that you are actually helping others in com- your community, in the church, Absolutely. in friendships that are coming to you saying, me too. Yep. 
And for that reason alone, the healing process and to take ownership over it, over it is a big win. Absolutely. I think when, when God heals us, it's always for the benefit of those around us. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I love um, the story of Paul and Silas mm-hmm. in, uh, in the book of Acts when, uh, when they're imprisoned and, uh, and they're just worshiping God and they're singing hymns and, and, uh, and the Lord shakes the earth and, and breaks yeah. open the chains, right? And so he breaks them free. Mm-hmm. Um, but that whole story is just so that they can reach the little jailer, right? Like the yeah, whole, yeah, yeah. the crux of that story is not like, Paul and Silas got broken free. It's Paul and Silas got broken free so that the jailer could see them getting broken free so that he could be saved, saved, so that he could be baptized, he and his whole family, right? right. And so I think we have to remember that when God sets us free, when he heals us, it's always for the benefit Mm -hmm. of of the entire kingdom. And and who's waiting on you. Yeah. What little jailer is going to see your life and see your breakthrough, um, see your healing from anxiety and see you... Um, really living, living in yeah. freedom and living in a new life, and and then once you're healed, being able to talk about it. And I think that's something we have to be really careful of. In this sort of, there's sort of a trend of vulnerability or transparency on social media yeah. that we think we need to walk through like every tragedy publicly. Yeah. And I don't think it's healthy. Mm-hmm. I think you know, I think we need to walk through tragedy with very safe people that are that are that are chosen. Yeah. Um, that we actually select and, and, and invite into our healing journeys. Um, so I am not for healing publicly in no. front of everyone. I'm for healing in community that's safe. Um, but once we are healed and we actually have a testimony to give, then we can, then we can share that and actually see yeah. how it brings life and, and yeah. how we can invite others into that. I think that. that's so important in this day and age where there's so much overshare, but there's overshare of nothing. Right. Yeah. Um, that it can be intimidating because you know you might be at that place where you know it's time to share, but who do you share it with? Where do you right. go? And how do you how start do you to open it? up? Yeah. And, and yeah. when do you share this private? And if you are in leader, I love, love, love if you are in leadership, because I think that's what happens a lot mm-hmm. is that you're in a position where you can't share, but that means that's a smaller community. Yeah. And I, I think that's so important. Yeah. For you need to, to have understand. other trustworthy people who yes. are also in leadership who kind of understand some of the, the same pressures that, yeah. that go along with that. And I said, you have your inner circle and then you have your circle. Yeah. And Jesus had that, you yes. know, I mean, he had his 12, but then even within his 12, like he had yeah. John and Peter yeah. and, you know, and he really was tight with, with John and Peter and, yeah. and then he had the 12 and that was sort of like the next tier. And then mm-hmm. he had the masses mm-hmm. and, and you don't tell everybody everything. No. And mm-hmm. I think, um, I think it's important too that we like you know that this is where we really have to trust the spirit's leading when is it is it time yet like am i am yeah. i healed enough yet to move into this next step and this is where it's so important to get a relationship that relationship that we talked about where yeah. you know his voice and get a relationship with God and a relationship with the Holy Spirit yeah. that that he'll prompt that that he'll say go when it's time yeah. to go and um, you know obviously for me that was a really long journey and yeah. I remember when I hit the point it was it was really interesting so I um, I did some inner healing work that I highly recommend as well where I did um, meditations essentially and a lot of churches do this um, it's sort of a sozo model um, mm-hmm. kind of thing or inner it's called inner healing with a lot of churches but um, but I did a, um, a process where I would um, meet with a, a mentor and someone who was trained in healing ministries and um, and I and I went into a meditative state, mm-hmm. and we would invite Jesus to mm-hmm. um, to take me to parts of my past. Yeah, 
and really to uh, show me where he was I love that. in those moments. And, um, and I experienced the most miraculous, unbelievable, um, powerful healing in, mm-hmm. in those meditations because I actually was able to go back to the traumas and see my savior mm-hmm. um, on his knees in the corner interceding for me in tears That's or, um, or delivering me in the moment from, um, from armies of, uh, of, of demons and, and, uh, and flying in armies of, of, uh, yeah. heaven warriors to fight on my behalf. Wow. And I mean, the most beautiful images, things I never, my mind could never have made up that, yeah. that I just, I just know in my heart were from him and, yeah. and, and not just from him, but actually the reality of the situation. Like we only see earth typically, right? But there are times where we can actually um, ask Jesus to show us heaven's reality. Mm. And I think once I saw heaven's reality over those traumas in my life, it was impossible for me to see them without wow. heaven's reality. Yeah. So now I go back to those rapes or those um, abortions or those times in jail or um, or some abuse that I went through, and I can't see it without seeing Jesus there. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, it's like the the traumas become completely reframed yeah. to moments where my Savior was intimately with me, and I was being protected. Mm. And, and then it was like, once I got to that point where I truly understood like, okay, so, and this is what we were talking about earlier, having those tools to go back, yeah. uh-huh. right? So now I can do that anytime. Yeah. And I do, you know, it's like, yeah. I'm going through something. If I'm going through something hard in a moment, I'll actually close my eyes and be like, Jesus, show me where you are in the room right now. I love that. Show me what you're doing right now. Where How are you right with now? me? <laughs> we could ask. Yeah. I feel like he's like girl talking I with know, us. He's like, he's like, like, so good. <laughs> <laughs> he's like I love this. <laughs> Oh, two of my favorites yes. on the couch we chatting. Are, we are, uh, John and <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know we can we say people you say the word healed and healing and yeah. people shy away because it's ugly, it's messy, right? And so is yours. Yeah. So is everybody's. Yeah. And to begin that process is so just gut riching. Yeah. To have to go through that. Yeah. And um, so I just want to know. I want to know two things. One, if there's that woman out there that really hasn't even begun that and they're like, well, I don't even know how to mm-hmm. read my Bible or where to start. Mm-hmm. Well, you just said start in Matthew, but what practically? So I, this, is, this is old school, but the first step is admitting you have a problem. Mm. And I think, um, you know, so many, so many women live and men live with this sort of low level like, Yes, I've been suffering from anxiety for the last 10 years, but it's okay, right? right? I'll just put on lipstick and I'm okay. And I shouldn't feel this way because my life is fine. Yeah. And, um, or depression or, um, anger or, you know, and, and I think the very first step is admitting you have a problem. Mm. Um, and this is the first step in, in the 12 steps in in 12 step recovery programs. And it sounds simple, but it's actually the hardest step. To actually say, and this is hard for me even today, right? Because I, you know, I have healing ministry and and an organization that deals with, you know, and so it can be hard for me even, you know, it's hard to be like, so I have a problem. I'm not doing that well in this area of my life. And, um, and so, um, so that's the first step and, and it's vital. 
mm-hmm. and it's vital that we find the right person to confess to and it's vital that we um, that we actually take that step of confessing yeah. and not just to God but to a person yeah um, scripture says confess your sins to, to God and he is faithful to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness mm-hmm. and a lot of Christians stop there and go yeah yay yay I'm good but it also says confess your sins to one another yeah. pray for each other that you might be healed I love so that that means two different things you're two forgiven, separate things but you not might but not you're be not healed, healed. Yeah. yeah so you can confess to God and you'll be forgiven and if mm-hmm. that's all you want Amen. And then you just live yeah. a suffering life and then you die and you get to go to heaven. Yay. <laughs> right? Sounds wonderful. Yeah. Right. But if it, but if but if you want more, yeah. But if you want healing, it says confess your sins to one another, mm. pray for each other that you might be healed. Wow. So that's where we have to actually take that step of confessing to another person, wow. to a trustworthy friend or individual or pastor or leader of a recovery community or yeah. um, probably me. I usually get a lot of confessions after a podcast yeah. airs. <laughs> like, yeah. hey, I just, hey, I'm going to confess everything to you. <laughs> I love it. It's okay. Yeah. If it's me, I'll take it. I'll hear yeah. your confession and um, I'm happy to offer resources. But yeah. um Find someone who is uh, going to be who's going to sit on a mercy seat for you. Mm. Find someone who's not going to be judgmental, and find someone who's not going to be afraid of your sin. Um, one yeah. thing I've noticed about the church is that we sometimes are afraid of sin, and there's nothing to fear in sin. Yeah. Sin has been eradicated; it has been conquered; it has been taken care yeah. of on the cross. Um, it exists today to a degree, and it has power to a degree. But we can't be afraid of sin. Yeah. Yeah. There is a treatment for it, and it's Jesus Christ. And I want to point out that you know. Some of the hurts might not be be of sin, just like you. Yeah, you were trafficked. Right. That was not your problem. Your drug abuse, yes, that was you my had, sin. That exactly. was your sin. Yeah. yeah. But there are things that women are go, going through that are hurt and yeah. and broken, not because of their own choices. Right. That's absolutely. That's such a good point. Yeah. Um. Sometimes other people's sin lands on us, and we're just mm-hmm. left with it. Yeah. And we're left with the consequences of it. And there's healing for that too. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes that healing is a little harder because you can't confess someone else's sin, but, but you yeah. can actually look at like, you know, I've, I've been in a situation like that where I had a relationship that was abusive and I couldn't, I, it wasn't my choice. Like it right. wasn't my sin. It happened really surprisingly. Right. Yeah. And, um, and what I had to walk through was like, well, what got me in there in the first place? And so there's mm. always something underneath it that we can look to to figure out like what got me here oh gosh it was actually my fear that I wouldn't find another partner Uh, and so I ended up in that because I was like afraid that no one else would love me and and I thought I I subconsciously I sort of thought like I deserved that because of my past or I think like when we really dig down or or I just having the sin left of unforgiveness yeah because it might not have been your fault but but, but we are to forgive but we are to for forgive. us, not Absolutely. for them. Absolutely. And letting go of the judgment, too. Often it's yeah. just a judgment thing we get stuck in of, like, how dare they? Right. How dare they do that to me? Right. I would never. Yeah. And when we're stuck it in... Might be justified. Oh, yeah. But still broken. Yeah. And when we're stuck in I would never, we can't yes. ever get to forgiveness. Yeah. That's basically so us good. with a stone in our hands, like, ready to right. stone that person. And, like... And Jesus actually says, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Yeah. So unless we're sinless, we don't get to say I would never about someone right. else's sin. Yeah. We actually just so have to put down our stone, forgive them, and walk away. So yeah, there's so much that um, that we can lean into, and, mm-hmm. and there's no area that we that we you know there's no area that's not healable. Yeah. Um, but re- really, that first step is the um, confession, confession of it, yeah. and finding that person who can sit on the mercy seat and receive that confession and and hopefully then direct you to the right resources to begin steps 
two through yeah. however many <laughs> until you get yeah. there. So no matter what, you got to do the work. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do the work. Yeah. And for some, it's a long time. For others, it's short, but you got to yeah. do the work. And for some areas, it could happen so quickly, right. you know? I mean, I've had things healed in a moment yes. in meditation with it's Jesus that I, that I could have spent 20 years in therapy trying right. to heal. And then I've had other things that it's like, man, I should be free of this by now, but yeah, I'm yeah. still not. That it's yeah. like, you know, um, this, this is such up? a little thing. Like, why is this like yeah. little thing still sticking with me? And, and some of these big things, Jesus has healed in a moment. And so I think this is where we just trust him in the process that yeah. he knows how and when he wants to heal us of every single right. thing. Um, and he knows, he knows exactly how weak we need to be to keep leaning in, into yeah. him. And, you know, Paul talks about that thorn in his side and, and how that actually kept him connected to God yeah. and yeah. how, how that actually kept him um, needing God's strength and his weakness. And yeah, and I think it's important that we remember, you know, if we're all better, then are we going to still going to, are we still going to go to God? Yeah. You know? True. So, so in this life, we may we'll never, never be, be healed. All There'll better. always be something. Yeah. So get through the first one. Right. That big <laughs> crack. The yeah. big crack. And yeah. then, you know, because it'll keep coming up. So yeah. do the work. Yeah. Tell community. Yeah. Safe community. Yeah. Read the Bible. Yeah. Get to know him. Yeah. And get those yeah. tools that, that you can go back to again and again. Once you've once you've yeah. experienced that healing, then you have those tools that you can continue to use for a lifetime of it. healing. Okay, so here's the fun part. Oh, fun part. So this whole thing's been fun. It's been a whole it's yeah, yeah. Um so we're fashion and faith, you know, because yeah. we believe. So I probably know this answer. So I wanna put it to you this way. We always ask, what is your favorite fashion? Oh. But you can't say your own product because we know everybody needs to. Can I say yours? I don't have one yet. Because <laughs> we know everybody's favorite is Sanctuary Project. They need to yeah. go buy the jewelry right Absolutely. now. So after they end the podcast, you know, go click on Holly's website. Yes, please. Or Instagram, wherever, and buy some jewelry. I'm wearing mine today. Yeah, my necklace and bracelet. It. Which, by the way, I wore my bracelet. That three little trio bracelet, yeah. that's what I wear all the time. Oh, I love it. I really do. It's not just for today. No, I think that's great. I yeah. It is. I, one thing I love about Sanctuary Project jewelry is it is so neutral. Like, it's, it, it is. is the kind it of stuff you can wear every day. And it goes with yes. everything. And I'm the same way. I mean, I think I would wear my jewelry even if it wasn't our line. Yeah. Like, and I'm a simple girl. I'm yeah. not like, so for yours to be those classic, beautiful, simple. elegant yep. lines, yeah. I love it. So I think I just said my favorite fashion trend. Oh, thank you. So, <laughs> So, besides jewelry, okay, what's your favorite trend or look that you just gravitate to? What all do the you time? think I'm going to say? I think dresses. I was going to say dresses, maybe. Yeah, but I don't know. No, it is dresses for sure. I well, I was going to say Kate Spade. Oh, <laughs> um, so but yeah, that, that very feminine, very yeah. girly. I mean, you know, I lived in Paris for three years, so I. My style is sort of intrinsically feminine and Parisian, and um, yeah. I just love all things kind of frilly and girly. So yeah, Kate Spade just did this rebrand and redesign. Have you seen it? No, I don't think I have. Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. They just okay. kind of they just did. Yeah, it's like this whole and they're all pink now, which oh, is which oh is my your, gosh, that's your jam. I love it. Yeah, I love me some pink. And so yeah, yeah, I um, definitely anything girly, anything. Anything frilly. I mean, I, yeah, at some point, I well. feel like I'm going to have to grow out of this. But I dress no, like a seven-year-old. Like, I see Hadley's outfits all the time, <laughs> and I'm like, do they make that in grown-up? 
I like I, yeah. my favorite coat is like it's a Kate Spade coat and it has this giant bow and I actually saw the child's version of it <laughs> and asked the store I was like excuse me do you make that in grown up and they were like actually we do and it's they like, brought wonderful. it out and I was like I'll take it I'll take it thank you very much yeah. yes that's so that's awesome. how most of my fashion decisions are made uh, do they make that in grown up and then yes. I find it and I don't sometimes I wonder is this like a childhood trauma thing that I'm just stuck at age seven and like <laughs> I'm like I just want to do age seven forever <laughs> like I just can I just stay yeah. here like yeah. yeah so I don't know if it's a childhood trauma thing or if it's just my style but... I think it's your style and okay. I think you wear it well thank you very well <laughs> you can take Hadley shopping any day oh I love it yeah Hadley would take me shopping she, she would I, she would be the, the leader we got that. a new rug and we were just trying it out to see if we liked it what did like, she this think is, do you ask Hadley is, like what do you think I did and yeah. I trust her because she's usually right yeah she looked at the carpet and she goes it doesn't go with the you know the theme of the whole house. I love her. She did say That's that. That's amazing. And I'm getting. I'm rid like of the nervous carpet. to get her feedback on our home. Yeah, in any way I'm getting or... rid of the carpet today. Yeah. Actually, yeah. 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 No, I would. I would follow her advice. I mean, Hadley's one to watch. Like she is. It's kind of rad to see like her coming up and growing. Up. And yeah. you know, I think um, it's really cool just to see how you've led her and how <laughs> she's, you know, and how. But truly, you yeah. you know, you've shaped her, and she's. Um, now following in your footsteps in a lot of ways and I see her being kind of a powerhouse in the fashion industry at some point in her life I think she is actually right yeah she has said a few things I'm like ooh you just don't yeah yeah I know okay so we'll end it here because we love talking about dreams and God-sized dreams yeah what is a God-sized dream you have now that you have not done yet that you can share man um you know, uh, being a mom, that's, that's my next dream. I, it's funny. So I got, I just got married two years ago. Mm -hmm. My husband and I are are still, we consider ourselves newlyweds because we kiss all the time. Um, and we, um, and we didn't meet until our thirties. And so, you know, we're, we're, um, later in life and, um, and both of us had kind of let that dream of family die because we were single in our thirties in the church and no one's single. And we just both gave up on ever finding anyone, you know? Um, but, but then, uh, God brought us to each other and, um, and we have a wonderful marriage and we're parents to four chickens and two baby goats I, that's what I and, love. and a, and a puppy. And, um, and it seems like the farm is growing all the time. It grew by four guinea fowl recently. And then we quickly lost the guinea fowl. So that was a lesson learned and maybe we're not ready to be parents yet, quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> maybe to not that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, um, you know, that's a dream now that, I love that. that we have in our hearts and, and that, um, and that we're ready to step into. And man, that's a God sized dream. I've that's seen a that. God sized dream. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I've seen that take better women than me down. So <laughs> <laughs> it can definitely shake you a little bit. Yeah. Number so two shook me. I know we're going to need God yeah. in it. Um, and, uh, and we're, You've we're believing, it, we're believing he'll be, uh, with us in that to, to strengthen yeah. us. And, and uh, it'll be an interesting season trying to run a business. I mean, and shopping will be easy if it's a girl. Yeah, because I, anything I would wear, I just yeah. know. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm we into this, so this will, you this will is like what this. You will wear. Yes, yes, that's it. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks for coming on. This has been such a joy. It's been. Fun. I, we could do this obviously for six All more day. hours. Well, we did it two hours before we even hit record. Yeah. So, and they'll never even know about they'll that conversation. Know. There Those were are... all kinds of nuggets in there that. Yeah. That they'll just never know mm-hmm. unless they become friends with us, I guess, in real life. Maybe so. Like, <laughs> like, and subscribe. No, yeah. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thanks again. Thank you. Hey, thanks for joining us today. And if you want to chat more, we would love to meet you face to face. 
Every month in Austin, Texas, we host a free event called Gather Her, and you're invited. It's a night where faith, fashion, fun, and friends collide. If you don't live in Austin or just love to read, join our online community where you'll find weekly devotionals and resources you can take with you everywhere. A very special thanks to our CW friends who support this podcast and all of our programs through monthly donations. It's because of your generosity, women around the world are being equipped and empowered to be who they are created to be. For all of this and more, visit createdwoman.net and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And a special shout out to our producer, Taylor Stearns, who made this all possible. I'm Heather Frierson, and you're listening to Girl Talk from Created Woman.